everybody, welcome to another a brand new episode of Because Cannabis. I feel like the music's a little loud there, Dustin Kava. Because oh man, give me a second. Kill the intro, bro. That's the whole mode. I gotta come in. We come in hot. I'm all like, welcome to the show. It's because cannabis. Follow us on YouTube and Spotify, you know, social media, um, BC, that's Dustin, blah, 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 storytelling time. But it's all dependent on the pieces working, on having fine harmony between co-hosts, a production oh, no. schedule. You have to have proper techniques, Dustin Kava. You are the music leveler. Right. There's a term for that. Right. You know it. There's a term for like what that is. Lowering the music, changing it up. Yeah. Crossfading. And cross? what do you make? Crossfading. Yo, what it's the you... crossfade. Dropping knowledge in the Because Cannabis podcast early on crossfade. Uh, you know what else crossfading is, Dustin? You know what the kids call crossfading today? No. What? Mixing no. your booze <laughs> with your bud, doing a double B run, right? Hitting Ooh. the weed, drinking a drink, getting your smoke on, getting your drink on, smoke a little smoke, drink a little drink, like Eric Church said. I don't know if you meant to do it together, but that's what the kids call crossfading these days. Kids, by the way, I mean millennial smokers, 21 and over. Uh, we're going to talk crossfading today, Dustin. Let's have crossfading. a news. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Yeah. Crossfading. How did it break down from a, a joke about how shitty I was at our volume adjusting today to this is the new thing that kids are calling alcohol and cannabis? I mean, what? Well, first what of all, it's called a segue, and we're geniuses at what we do. That's why it sounded so smooth uh, upon delivery. But uh, it's just what terms called. Like, let's break it down. I can see it. Uh, you know, we'll talk about the article. We've got an article today. We're going to do a new show. Everyone talk through a lot of current events, some things that are happening uh, both here in Ohio, where Dustin and I live, and across the country here on the Because Cannabis podcast. Every Wednesday, 4.20 p.m. on YouTube, Thursdays with video on Spotify and anywhere that you listen to audio podcasts. Follow us at Meet WM uh, socially or Meet Wayward on Facebook, Dustin. We've had lots of great articles that we've been pushing through on our Facebook page at Meet Wayward, on our LinkedIn at Because Cannabis. Check us out. We'll put those links below in the comments. Uh, you can go through, catch up on the current news. Maybe shit you didn't even know, Dustin, right? Like right in the social media feed. You know what? I've been loving our news feed lately. It's been rocking with some pretty killer articles. And it, I still crossfading. Right, hold on. You call so it when you were I, young. I, I have think, to know. Oh, what? I, I don't know if there was a term. We didn't I, have terminologies. You just no, drank but, and you smoked and you did what you did. Partied. Partied I mean, was the generic term is what everyone I called it. Remember, when you consumed uh, without care in the I world. Don't, I don't remember any terms for, you know, cannabis and, and, and drinking, but man, I, everywhere I would go, there'd be like a local, you would find you know, the guy who really liked liquor and the guy who really, really liked beer. And they, each one would have the opposite statement, which was like liquor for, for beer, you're in the clear beer before liquor. And now you're sicker. And then the next guy it was would a change. lot of rhymes. I agree with you. We did have several rhymes similar of ilk of what you're putting out I'd like to make up good stories, right? Good story building. I wonder what the crossfade rhymes are going to be. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> cannabis before liquor, you get sicker. You know, like <laughs> that's like the same thing, but with the word cannabis in there. So no, I don't think that works at all. I can see where the designation comes. I think isn't getting faded. Uh, we should Google that. Getting faded is that believe 
what is a cool term for getting a little rocked and blitzed. And so if getting faded is getting a little bit under the influence, now you're, you're crossing the streams, you're ghostbustering it, right? Uh, You're getting cross faded. You're taking two forms of getting faded, combining that. It's like a faded collab is what is happening within your body. Uh, But is it good right there? Yeah. It's a double. Is it good for you? I think that's the question that some scientists have found out. We'll talk about cross fading uh, in just a little bit, but first, uh, Dustin, let's go a little more local uh, right here in the state of OHIO. Uh, a couple of things happening here uh, in Ohio. Uh, Ohio is long uh, with New Jersey. I just heard about this. Ohio and New Jersey starting very soon. I believe it's March 4th here in Ohio and then uh, coming soon in New Jersey. Yeah, March 4th, uh, according to Ohio, from the newly named. I watch a lot of post-apocalyptic sci-fi movies in the division of cannabis control. The DCC would totes be an acronym that if I went into the future had become the overlords like Doofenshmirtz Incorporated and just taken over all of these places. Uh, The division of cannabis control. I tried to be overlord of that. I was denied. They got the dude that ran the Ohio liquor program. He's in charge of it right now. Uh, I came out strong for my candidacy, Dustin. It was not well received or maybe no one even knew outside of uh, our small, but feverish fan base that we have. So right now, uh, Dustin, you have to pay for your medical recommendation. And so from the doctor in that, by the way, can range from anywhere from free to $300, depending on where you go. Let's just talk that right there. How much crock of uh, Bravo Sierra is it that your medical card with just the right phone call or go to the right event, especially now there's lots of companies hosting these events. It can be free, but if you go on one of those websites that's just trying to hook you up, it can still be $300. We'll talk about the fee removal in a second, but just that variance of pricing probably pisses a lot of people off. I, I mean, it did for me when it came to recommending people to go places. It was like, well, I paid two fifty, but if you didn't want to go there, you can go to this guy for one twenty five. But I don't know, as if they were like some magical, like, oh no, 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 you really want to like get the info from this company. They're yes. fucking. It's going to be totally different than the info from this company. It's it's all crack. It was I so think it's weird. So- Early on, everyone realized that there was a couple times of doctors. There was those who were legitimate friend of the show, Dr. Bridget Williams, who yeah. will guide you and talk about cannabinoid and terpenes and how they may interact with your body. I'm really not talking well today. How they may interact with your body and some of the different profiles and strains and stuff you should consume or think about or even product types. Uh, and then there are those who are like uh, the old Johnny Carson bit, the Karnak, the magician, who's all like, you have chronic pain ba-bam here you go right out the door whatever the fee is there so you had that thing which was really i think a struggle especially early on by the way if you're listening now just go to the internet go to eventbrite right now in ohio basically every large-scale cannabis mso anyone with major bucks is sponsoring an event and they're happening every two or three weeks where they are giving low cost or sometimes free cannabis recommendations out because the big companies want you to stay in the medical program and they know the numbers are dwindling. And so a big part of what happened in New Jersey and what is happening here in Ohio, especially with adult use. And we know as much as people seem to misbelieve here in Ohio, that adult use is going to be 15, 20 or medical, sorry, is going to be 15, 20% of the market. It's not, 
It's going to be below 10% because it always is. Mm -hmm. Hashtag facts count it. It's a long hashtag. Uh, Ohio knows this, and so um, they have to lower the fee. However, they're doing that old thing like where on your credit card just to prove you're real. They're basically like pay a penny. But you got to pay it. I I think it's going to be via credit card. I would like to roll in there and be like, Cha-ching, sir. Here's my Abraham Lincoln on your desk. <laughs> I want to lick it in an envelope and send the one penny to send stamp the one cost penny, more yes. than what I owe. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, how you feel? Obviously, they're doing it to keep numbers up. Uh, clearly, it's a good thing. Thoughts, uh, good sir? Uh, I, I, well, it, you're still a lot of what we talked about before about how, you know, getting the recommendation between 50 to $300. I like it that at least you can count on the state being a penny. I really, you know, if it was only $50 or was a hundred dollars, I got it. It's been so many years paying and I feel like I paid. It was a hundred. Has it ever been a hundred dollars in Ohio from the state? I know no, that it's I, always been 50. It was okay, 50 yeah. at the beginning. It was the so, recommendations. And I believe exactly. it was three, $400 from some of those over the phone, really kind of shystery. I, I paid 300 for my first one. It was three common story. Yeah. Um, it was usually like two, like two seventy five or something. And it may be maxed out at three with the state, like two fifty and 50, uh, something like that. But yes, it was, uh, around there. Although New Jersey, by the way, they didn't do the whole penny thing. They're just like, you can get it for free and they were only $10. So shout out to New Jersey, which was only a $10 fee already for their card. And they're already like with their incoming legal cannabis in New York, like Jersey's numbers are going to go down. So right now, and look, you can download how convenient, like they have a good system to just download it straight to your phone. Good for you, Jersey, uh, having an understanding of it. So Ohio's going to charge the penny uh, for the new uh, setup. I would imagine, and it says here, it's the penny thing for now. Um, probably late fall, definitely next year, the penny thing will go away. It's a system issue, right? They're Y2K right now. They're struck in a software yeah, development I mean, bug. Right? Like they got a coder, didn't pass QA, uh, you know, hashtag coder life, whatever, something. So yes, they're stuck in trying to figure it out in the software. It's a software issue, uh, but I don't have to renew till May. Uh, can we do a quick shout out? Can I do a quick, uh, not a shout out, a quick um, FYI for you medicinal patients out there that are listening. There could be, and probably are, two different dates for your medicinal recommendation, as well as your uh, Ohio renewal date. I have been in a lot of dispensaries recently, Dustin, and more than once, I have multiple times, I have seen someone come in who their recommendation is, um, or no, sorry, they are. Yeah, the recommendation, uh, recommendation has not yet state. expired or something like that, but the other one has. So the doctor's the state of Ohio has not re expired. Sorry. It's still good because it's usually after the fact, but the doctor's recommendation has expired. And so you are no good. And I looked at mine. Mine are two and a half weeks apart. So if I go in there thinking the second date, it's the first date. You have to make sure both dates are uh, valid because you could get screwed on that issue there. That's Oh, you got a picture of me for your iPhone? Oh, I'm so touched, Dustin Kava. I didn't know that. Uh, that's the case. I wasn't aware. Oh, I feel really good. Dustin's having some technical issues right I am, now. My camera. Just as a reminder, I uh, wanted to remind you how much uh, he loves me. 
uh, by putting me up there. I like to know that you're thinking about me <laughs> in that area. That makes me really, I makes me really happy. Maybe uh, Dustin Kava, maybe uh, you have just been, you know, are you doing a little, um, you doing a little bit of both right now? Uh, are you going through and doing, are you crossfading right now? No. Yeah. Are you currently no, crossfading? I, I feel like if I, I not, I don't think I like I don't know if I like mixing is what I'm trying to say. I feel like if I drew smoke after drinking, then I end up getting dizzy. And if I, you know, drink after smoking, I think it's usually a pretty cool time for me. So I, I don't know. How many people? Totally off. random. Like we have zero factual evidence to back this up. I might Google this real quick while, while you're guessing. How many people do you think on percentage crossfade of like u.s cannabis consumers it's a big number i know but just like I, okay, do you I, think it's i think u.s think cannabis closer to 10 percent or closer to 60 percent that when people smoke they're also maybe consuming alcohol at the same time on I the think, reg it's not like that i think that smoking is an all-day thing when you're when you're it's the easiest one to self-medicate with all day and so i feel like it's more of a matter of when they choose to do another substance with cannabis, it's normally going to be alcohol, you know, like, I, I don't know. I just, I think you're always smoking. So I don't know many people who still are on the five milligrams right before bed. I think they end up doing two milligrams in the morning, three milligrams in the lunch, you know, like they consistently, consistently balance themselves with their use. And so at night when they get home, then then to have a drink, I don't know. I don't drink often enough to really know this, actually. I don't know either. Um, so I believe where you're going with this in the fact that you have this people who consume cannabis. A lot of them consume cannabis the majority of the day, whether they do it for medicinal adult use, whether they're doing it adult use without knowing it's medicinal, that kind of vibe. Right. But they're doing it both. Right. And so alcohol is a thing they do probably more likely in the afternoon to evening time though some of us rock and roll day drinking for life hashtagging with all the cool kids right so and you have days right and so the cannabis is always there and so what that means is when the alcohol it's an addition sometimes but if you are drinking one beer a day then you're having this experience every day or when you're binge drinking on the weekends maybe you're consuming at the same time so Given that we know way more people drink than smoke, I think we can make a pretty safe assumption that the majority of people who smoke weed have consumed alcohol under while consuming cannabis at the same time. Because it's typically people consume cannabis are not typically. That's not true, actually. There are like it's like 30 percent of the population is like a weekend once a week kind of people. And I bet you those people do both over half. I bet you it's over half on the regular do it. I think I've lived a luxury life now that we're fucking talking about this. Ooh, I think for, for the last, I don't know, 15, 15 years, I've been in the industry where I got to blaze all fucking day. And I guess I didn't really think about the workforce and saying like, maybe a lot of people don't. It's a don't ask, smoking. don't tell in our industry. That's how it, I look at it. It's like, it's something, it's not unlike alcohol. You can smell alcohol on the breath and stuff. And I think when you're working in alcohol breweries and such, you can sample in taste, but it's frowned upon to over consume alcohol 
on the spot. In the cannabis world, in my limited experience, but I think we've had a good taste of this industry in this show. We're well over 100 episodes. Thank you for those who have subscribed and followed. We appreciate it. If you haven't, get up on it. Hit that button, clickety-clack, yo. I don't know why I get so aggressive with my weird accents when that happens. Uh, Hit it. Um, I watch a lot of 90s stuff lately, so I'm very 90s inspired. Uh, So I think think what happens is... um, I don't know where I was going. I had a great point that I totally forgot what I was talking okay. about. What's your favorite 90s post-apocalyptic film? Oh, I don't know. I'll tell you, I think you lean medieval and such for me. Uh, that's where I'm going. I'd be honest with you. Like, that's where I'm at. Like, can't really pick one. I'm not a good rememberer of details, clearly. Uh, let's go back to our crossfading. That's otherwise before we get too down the rabbit hole. So we think a lot of people consume it. Um, you know, what they're saying, though, and this was interesting, is that if you drink before cannabis so let's think of a fun rhyme because we know so if you drink before cannabis the uh thc will make you higher that's the end result because your body is already dried out and ready to go Mm -hmm. and so drinking before smoking makes it toky no that's not good so it's something that (laughs) you gotta put the two words together if you know something drop a comment below here's what we know when you combine the two especially alcohol first i do that this happens with me alcohol first well i don't think it's just you i think it's a lot of folks out there the the result it clearly says uh is a stronger high uh might be nice for some folks some folks might want to green out oh stop with your puns folks stop with your puns. green out for that so uh, that area. Uh, there's actually another article here. I'm going to share this one real quick while we're kind of on the same subject, Dustin. is mm. So there's this big term, dry January happens where people stop drinking. California sober, thanks yeah. to like Billy Strings and country stars and such. Uh, shout out to Zoe, uh, our friend Zoe out there, California sober. So that term is like, hey, I'm going to quit drinking, smoking weed. And we know that alcohol consumption, if you're on a regular, a hard quit can be very detrimental to your health, like very serious, right? Very serious. Like if you go cold Turkey from alcohol, if you're a heavy, heavy consumer, you can have serious like medical effects. All right. Yeah. Um, but there was an article recently on Bloomberg, which kind of talks, uh, about that. And this is not shocking. And I think you're going to see this. And so I think people shouldn't freak out, but what do you think about the evidence that will continue to come out that says consuming cannabis, particularly in a smoking form, it may not be great for your lungs, right? Like it may not have detriment. It says so clearly this the article here is that a daily consumer probably has a slightly more higher chance of heart failure and heart issues because you're putting a carcinogen, a, in, carcinogen in the lungs. You're burning a thing and you're consuming that burn into it. So of <laughs> course you are. But yeah. what happens is when these articles come out, people get really angry. And this is an article from Bloomberg.com. We'll put all the links below uh, for what we're showing here on the screen. So what happens is when this news comes out and people say, well, you know, some parts of cannabis aren't wonderful, then the evangelists of the industry start freaking out like a SpongeBob brain on fire meme <laughs> going crazy. <laughs> being like, Wait, is God. Wait, is perfect. Wait, is undeniably the best thing ever on the planet for you. Right? Yeah, totally. It's really strange actually and we've talked about this so many times but i wonder if so what is that do they do that do they swing the pendulum so far to the other side so that when they meet in the middle somewhere it's it's exactly where they actually wanted to be is it all like i I, they obviously people know that they're full of shit sometimes when they say well how can this not be a problem it 
it, it, and I understand the arguments with those who can't get up and walk and, and, you know, have like specific things that it allows them to be able to do in their day to day. And if it's hurting their lungs, but allowing them to be an active parent or this and, you know, or go grocery shopping or have a job, or I think that people outweigh that risk themselves. I mean, I don't know. Is that driving to work is probably more dangerous than the the possibility I'm going to get or have a stroke from cannabis. That is correct. I think we're correct on that. But I think we also can't just shrink it down to non consequential because it's just something that can't happen. Because there yeah. are people who can smoke cigarettes all day long. We know people who are 100 years old who are like two pack a dayers and those dudes are running marathons and there ain't a hint of cancer in their body because they're country strong right they're just you don't fuck with them in that way so there's always that but we are gonna find negatives because we haven't been studied as much as these other things like there was a time when tobacco was sold on the flintstones cartoon so of course at one point they weren't as worried about the health detriments shit comes out about it I don't think it's as detrimental as cigarettes because you're talking people weren't consuming the tobacco plant, right? They were consuming a lot of fillers and carcinogen, you know, fancy words yeah. that I clearly can't say right now uh, and those things, right? A lot of formaldehyde and shit. I mean, sir, you're not just consuming the tobacco plant. If you grew tobacco plant in your backfield and rolled tobacco and smoked it you probably have about the same effect as you would the cannabis plant, right? <laughs> if you just, I mean, if it was just the tobacco plant, yeah. they're not, cigarettes are not, and cigars even, they're fillers in there. And the paper is another part of it, right? If you're just taking the tobacco and smoking it in an American-made, no foreign components, don't get Dustin all started about all the foreign components. I, I mean, a lot of those components are meant to get the nicotine into your bloodstream faster. So it's like, is it is it more of a rush or less of a rush to grow your own fucking tobacco? Because, I mean, their job is to get you addicted. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I think smoking just tobacco on its own would not be an unhealthy thing, right? I mean, it, it would be as healthy as cannabis, if I'm being honest. I'm no scientist, clearly. But I think it would be – Dustin's fucking with this camera right now. Dude, the I'm clearly, this clearly having technical difficulties. Out. Thank you, uh, faithful listeners, sticking through us as we're talking a lot of news articles. We're going to talk – you know, let's just move on since you're having a struggle here. i got to shrink your camera, uh, make it a little smaller uh, in that world. Uh, oh, not to that one. Bad right there. So uh, talking about smoking, and one of the things, funny enough, you know, back in the day, Dustin, especially me growing up, you used to be able to smoke, you know, anywhere. You used to be able to smoke in restaurants. You used to be able to smoke in planes. When yeah. My dad had like ashtrays in their college desks. I see the pictures. I mean, used to teachers and students all smoked in the classroom <laughs> at the same time, right? Like it was a very common thing, but then eventually secondhand smoke. But once again, I think let's be real. We're not talking just tobacco. You're talking secondhand smoke from uh, chemically filled products, right? That have a variety of enhancements designed to make it taste better, designed to have the addictive qualities uh, and things. And those are the chemicals that are worse, but including, you know, you shouldn't sit next to a fire, right? So uh, we've gotten rid of smoking in a lot of states, but good old Nevada, you're still doing it there. So consumption lounges mm. in the cannabis industry, which everybody thinks are smoking lounges, 
really are probably going to be drink and edible lounges. But here we go. Uh, officially in Vegas, opened just this February of 2024. Uh, the politician that helped pass it smoked a joint at 4.20 p.m. We love our puns in this industry. And now uh, the, what's it called here? Smoking Mirrors. First off, how are we feeling the brand on that? Let's go. Hold on. You say that. I'm going to find their website. Smoke and Mirrors. Smoke oh. and Mirrors is the name of Vegas's first uh, consumption lounge. It sounds more like a, 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 a strip joint than a cannabis It does lounge. a little bit. All right, here we go. Let's check out their branding. Oh, my God, Dustin. <laughs> oh, think Here's who's never going to be a sponsor of a Smoke and Mirrors because you do look a little bit like a strip club. Right now, I see they got the the. I can't believe it became the first lounge because I really thought like a Planet Thirteen or some huge conglomerate of a company money, was money, gonna. gonna right, I'm over twenty one. Oh, we got the smoke. Enough with the smoke things. Is that what I don't? Is this supposed to be a smoky font? I don't know. Uh, uh, the it looks like that nineties three uh, D like text that we used to have a lot. Website's not got a lot happening here. Maybe it is. We're going to go on their Instagram to smoke and mirrors guaranteeing us never getting a sponsorship. Here's what's happening. Uh, smoke and mirrors. Like not, exa not exactly popping. Right. And I mean, look, we got 95. Prices, though. Oh, that looks dope right there. Like I would like to, uh, I bet you these cocktails. I bet you those are getting you rocked. They're probably taste delicious. Some more and Bobro stuff and getting you just rocked and rolled. Here we go. Here's the vibe. I can dig it. Uh, I'll give him a little love there. Right. There's the vibe kind of thing. You got the the couches, a little retro vibe to it. Uh, not exactly, you know. I feel bad for talking about their logo in the way I did. I think that it actually oh, does a very nice fucking place. <laughs> the first controversial thing we said. We got to stick with it. I, I, dude, I just want to look at, look at these couches, man. They are so hip. Yeah, that's cool. I'm so, I'm so Are you going I'm to the consumption my house. I Let do me start there. Yes, Let's just I'm call Vegas that model. Person. I'm, I, I, I am. I it love be Vegas. Because we're not going to be allowed in the smoke and mirrors. They're going to have pictures of us <laughs> on the door. Like I, I hope, by the way, you're listening to smoke and mirrors, ban us. Because I want to go on a like an Instagram-fueled, cannabis-fueled rant about how you banned us from entry into smoke and mirrors. Smokeandmirrorslv.com. Check them out if you're in Vegas. Because uh, you might be losing it right now. Go smoke. I bet you it's way more drinks than it is smoking. I don't think people are smoking in consumption lounges. But that's what they want to do. Well, why, but I don't, okay, why? Why? If Because it's illegal in most states. But if pre-rolls are the fucking thing that everybody's going with, why isn't that the thing that they're going to go with when they go to a place like that? Like, because how what? do you get around the smoking laws? Like that's – it's illegal to smoke cigarettes. So ergo, it would be – Illegal to, you it's know, it's not smoke. illegal to smoke cigarettes in Inside. a private place. I mean, they have cigar lounges. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, like, if it's, I, and I, I feel like why they, people don't necessarily need a lounge to drink an edible or eat, a, eat an edible and drink a drink. They could fucking do that any, you know, like they could do it at the dispensary in 30 seconds and throw it away and walk down the strip, you know, like it's, so a lounge is, I well, just think more coming. There's about 19 in the works following this already. Uh, I don't know. I love the idea of a lounge though, especially in Vegas. I do think that like you should be able to smoke and gamble at the same uh, time. So I like, I mean, there's something about. So if you read on screen, so basically this is the issue they're fighting and this is why Ohio will struggle 
because of the smoking in the room laws of just public space consumption, right? You can't be a private lodge thing. They're going to look past that, right? That's the what they're trying to avoid. So to be like a bar, which can serve alcohol and you can't smoke, uh, there's certain ventilation standards. So they had to fight the, you know, industry stores in Vegas and Nevada mm -hmm. probably, and probably some national folks uh, are fighting said, hey, we got to lure, like change ventilation settings and things like that. But I think in general, even the consumption lounges that are opening, I bet you their focus, because it's profit margin, is going to be in drinks and food. Because that's where you make way more money than flour. Flour to flour is a tiny profit margin. Then flour the to sugar-filled yumminess is a much higher profit margin. I, then I think the largest consumption lounges are going to end up being concert venues. Like oh. open field concert venues yes, with 10,000 people. I mean... I, I don't know, but I, I do think Vegas needs a place off of the strip where people can go for a little bit, spend a little money, smoke. I just worry that you're not going to be able to bring in your own cannabis. You have to buy their cannabis to consume there. And that just makes it well, a that's whole how you make money. Like, so here's the issue with the consumption lounge. How do you make money? We've had this conversation before, but that's what we're trying to say. Well, like where, how do you make money in a consumption lounge? It's got to be in the products you sell. You can't allow them other than what you're saying is the venue. You have artistic events, musical events, stage events, and you allow people to bring their own in. You make it a consumption friendly facility, but mm -hmm. now you got to sell overpriced drinks and hot dogs and merch to make up for the fact that people are buying the highest profit margin. You get way more profit on weed than you do on hot dogs, right? And so <laughs> you know what's going to happen? You know how those venues are going to make money? Crossfaded motherfuckers, they're gonna sell tons and tons of beer and booze. Then, then those people are gonna smoke and they're gonna crossfade all up in there. That's how they make money. Crossfading. You're welcome, <laughs> listeners. That was a full, full story. You know who didn't make money? Dustin Calvas. We're talking uh, lots of cannabis news articles today on the Because Cannabis podcast. Brand new episodes every Wednesday, uh, 4 20 p.m. and uh, Thursdays on Spotify and anywhere that you listen to video. You know who didn't make uh, a lot of money? <laughs> the state of California didn't make uh, recent money. So uh, here's kind of the rundown on this article uh, as a whole, right? So California uh, had all these dispensaries who are in violation of like IRS, you know, C480E. And so basically they had all these back taxes. $15 million between all these different, you know, dispensaries, these formerly licensed dispensaries. So they went in there, stole up all their stuff, seized <laughs> all their weed, seized all their devices. And so the cannabis, they typically destroy when they do these. They don't usually consume it, obviously, or give it away or sell it like they do here. They destroy it. And so they took all this property, right? And there's a list here. They had all these pipes and bongs and couches and chairs and like all those stuff that we saw that smoke and mirrors could have bought. They could have probably, maybe they're the only ones that went there. Maybe they paid the only money they made from all this uh, stuff that they took from 10 dispensaries. Because once again, ancillary sales is tiny in the business. They only made two grand. <laughs> they made $2,100, uh, just over $2,000 was all they made to uh, kind of settle these back taxes. Uh, showing here that they had glass pipes, bongs, TVs, office supplies, uh, things like that. This so, sounds like such a fucking- You could have got a dispensary in a box basically for like $400. Well, and it makes me feel like someone just forgot to hit post on the auction listing and just like showed up and was the only one. He's like, well, I don't know why no one's here to bid higher than my $2,000. 
you know, like, how do you that? I, the I should say like, of these were illegal operations, by the way, and one of them was a legal operation. So uh, it wasn't so this, like they're rating illegal legal ones. There was one legal that had a lot of back taxes. The other ones were illegal in the Al Capone them. They didn't bust them on selling illegal weed because that's super hard to do. They busted them on selling illegal weed and not claiming legal taxes. So really, there's the license. There's the lessons, folks. You don't need to do the initial paperwork with the state because they're going to be like, fine, just pay the government. That's all they care about. <laughs> pay the government. Open up your doors. Just make sure you pay Uncle Sam and they'll leave you alone. Dude, That's I mean, every time. As much as I want to laugh about this sometimes, I think that the seizure of property for cannabis has just been outrageous forever. And and some way we got to be able to like have that conversation of like, just because there's weed in my car doesn't mean you get to keep the five grand in my wallet, cop. You know, or fucking, I just feel like it's so easy to try to, to, for people to take, um, people in a position of power to take. So I don't know. I, th I think by also better I, or worse, knowing that they were unlicensed ones, like they had not gone through, they're selling cannabis. They're selling. I don't know stuff. because I, I think that term is so fucking vague and it's of it of itself. It's like, were they in the process? Was the process, you know, canceled for three months because of some paperwork filing and they came in and fucking ripped them out. It was their chance or was, you know, why in the County were they not being processed in the same way that all these other people get to around that? You know, I don't know. And so, I want to believe that the system is working itself out. And I believe, you know, I do believe that if anybody had a head start figuring shit out, it's California. Um, you know, I, but I also wonder, they said 10 stores was what all these pipes were in my mind. When you like, sometimes you give me a brief idea of the article beforehand. Sometimes you just fucking throw one on me and, and yeah, ask you, know. Me, you know, and you said something I didn't realize that it was 10 shops and I wonder how fucking, uh, yeah, you, I don't know. It's it was 10 stores in that. And so what they did was they had 10 stores, nine of them were unlicensed. And that's a great point about what does unlicensed mean, right? They could just be uh, fucking with them a bit. One was a licensed one and they all busted on tax evading, right? And it's how they get them. And so what they did, and this is, may have been the issue is basically uh, you had to bid all or nothing on it. You couldn't get individual items. So you couldn't grab some sweet licit glass. If it was available inside that store, you had to go ahead and just get, you know, whatever they had from probably overseas, not some quality American made uh, products like licitglass.com. So they get these, you had to buy the whole shop basically. So I think there were 10 like dispensaries in a box for lack of a better term, either way, you got to figure there's a bunch of cannabis folks out there that would just check it out. The fact that they could only make 2000 uh, is kind of funny. Here's an interesting stat. Uh, it seems by like the way, fraud. It doesn't seem funny. Well, you know I think why? The f word is fraud. Uh, There's no way that if if four people showed up to it, they still would have assumed. Like, so what does it go? The starting bid on this auction is we're going to start this at a hundred thousand dollars, or you know, like the guy has to start the. He doesn't start it at zero. I don't think that you know. I think they value it and then go up from there. I don't think an auction house is going to be like. Let's just start at zero. You know, no, they I'm buying not buying a house for two thousand bucks. They're gonna say this house is starting at sixty thousand. Who got sixty and, and try? You know, could do you think they waited two hours for the auctioneer to get down from two point twenty million that they were expecting? Winter attrition, my style. And they just like <laughs> 
The guy finally sneezed at two thousand dollars. He's like, "So oh, I didn't mean to buy that." Uh, I love. Check out the name here, by the way. If we're talking good post-apocalyptic names. The Unified Cannabis Enforcement Task Force, the UCEF, bro. I can only hope that they have like green and brown, like ganja colored clothing with really, you know how stoners do it, all cannabis leaves, but they have the big UCEF. And of course it's in like a weed camo, I hope in there. And so they don't have like all black when they roll in, right? And they got like, they, they roll it in like, you know, Hawaiian VW shirts. bugs. Yeah, yeah, VW bugs and kind of <laughs> things. The UCEF and they wrote bucket hats for sure. They got some bucket hats up in there. Crocs, bucket hats. <laughs> they got Crocs in there, but they're the, but they're like, I gotta, I just want to know what the UCEF, like what their uniform. When you know there's a bunch of stoners and they roll in, they're like, they go, oh shit, it's the UCEF, bro. Hide your weed. And like, so here's what happened. The UCEF established one year ago. Uh the Complete totalitarian, you know, anti-establishment, uh, but totally establishment. One year has, uh, in your words, stolen, in their words, seized. You know, we can have semantics over that word right there. 190,000 pounds or $312 million of product. Uh, they're obviously taking product, reselling it. They had another uh, cultivator that they, in your words, uh, probably blackmailed, in their words, forced to pay a $750,000 uh, agreement over uh, environmental violations, right? Is this so? It's part of the so they are out there. The UCEF, bro, uh, be on the lookout. I want to bring maybe I can't be overlord of the DCC, Dustin. Maybe you and I because we'll do it better. We'll be like, we'll be like nice cop, nice cop, or like the Doug and the emu on those Liberty Mutual commercials. Like, we'll have think- shtick about us. We'll dress up cool. We'll have Crocs and bucket hats for sure. Uh, it would be like the UCEF of Ohio. Me and you, bro. Me and you for life. We'll have stakeouts Maybe we outside. Were wrong about shops. the drone wars. There's yes. going to be drone wars between cultivators. It's now the UCDEF. Right. That's the wars. whole thing right now. I think it's going to be the UCEF is going to be really the ones uh, who kind of take it. We'll be hanging outside. I think a stakeout for like the UCEF is like ideal, right? You just, <laughs> I listen to a lot of details for sure. In that, uh, could you stake out? Could you be like a stakeout person? Would you be able to sit in for hours and hours and hours and just watch something? You see how much I fidget around all the time. Or be how terrible much I'm going to we would neither one of us stake yeah. out. We'd have to smoke a little smoke uh, in there. We don't really actually, you know, it's funny, Dustin, given all the time we talk about smoking weed, we don't actually smoke and consume cannabis that often together. I know, man. You ever think about that? Like, we really don't. Sometimes, uh, break the fourth wall here. We'll consume before we go on the air. Uh, Do that so we can watch each other on video do it. Yeah, take that every way it sounds. Uh, But we don't always, like, in the same room. We're not puff, puff, passing often. Probably shouldn't these days with COVID shit recently so but we don't do that as often or even in the same room it makes me sad I know. you know what i it's a social thing right maybe that's I, why consumption lounges people want them right social i think that's a great point i think that's part of what cannabis has been missing out in the last okay ah fuck i'm contradicting myself as Uh-oh. i'm fucking saying the Uh-oh. words i'm like maybe that's why fucking you know that's the problem with the cannabis industry right now is it's not sociable enough but i'm like no, maybe this is just what it looks like with a market expanding. I mean, you were social because you had to be social. You know, one, you it couldn't get it as frequent. It wasn't, you know, like it just the process of it was different. And so now that the common, anybody can just walk in and get it. Even the 14 year olds with the Delta nine 
Delta eight shit, you know, like arrived D nine. Of course they know. <laughs> and crossfade. I, I don't know, man. I just think that maybe that's what an expanding market is. Is it, it now supposed to look different than what it did for the last 15 It's the years. acceptance of mainstream. I think yeah. cannabis fights mainstream. I think the companies that accept it are going to win. I think cannabis fights it. They try to stay true to the culture because wow. it's a lot of cannabis folks. <laughs> and But it depends on your definition of winning, right? Uh, you can have good values or you can sell a lot of weed. <laughs> it depends on your definition of winning. Both can happen. Uh, but it's going to be hard, right? Because it's going to be about cost. Uh, and there is a reality I come to sometimes being around a lot of consumers is that people just want to smoke. Like they are not as caught up in all the shenanigans that we talk about every show. We talk to all the ownerships. When you talk to 50 patients, three times, 100 and 200 patients a week, they're just, they're just buying yeah. weed. Like I'm like, I talk terpenes and they sometimes like, yeah, yeah. There is the occasional who loves to geek out, right? Uh, and I'm always like, would you rather, let me ask you this, this is a total sidetrack. Would you rather smoke weed with someone who doesn't smoke weed regularly? Who's all about it? Or would you rather smoke weed sometimes with someone who's newer to the scene? Maybe not their first time. Cause no one wants that responsibility. Uh, but you know, they're comfortable, but they're not an overall consumer and they just want to like chill and they don't want to talk that. Or do you like to, cause I think about what these industry events are going to turn into. It's going to be a bunch of people like slightly high now, cause you can consume more <laughs> and now they're going to be talking about the science of weed. And sometimes I want to smoke with, like, I don't know if there's a slig. I don't want to smoke with someone who's like, just chill. Right. And it has fun about something <laughs> and the cannabis is not a part of it. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I guess I, part of the conversation. It's just a thing I'm doing. Like I don't have, I like that. I mean, I think that that is the golden, that's the Goldilocks area. You know, I think I, I to smoke with expectation of something happening. Cause you're smoking. is like, uh, that's a fucking good expectations. That's a good. Yeah. Name. I can't, I'm not that guy. I, I also don't be like, I need to smoke before this concert. Cause it's going to enhance it. I think again, I'm just like, where is I'm it the easiest place for me to smoke? I'm a I pregame, but I pregame because I pregame and after game and during game. And there's no time where there isn't a smoke. So what the fuck? Of course I'm going to. I don't know. It adds excitement both. to the moment. You I like think? to add, like, I like to make that moment be its own individual. So then you get excited moment. for the walk into the stadium to get the cup of beer. Sometimes or do you fucking, or do you, you I'm know, an experienced like, guy. I like the experience. I appreciate the value of what everyone went through to make an experience. I don't have this article, but I just read this article about some uh, Willy Wonka uh, fair that was put on in like Sweden or somewhere, Switzerland, I think. No, Scotland, finally. Garrett, one of those S countries. And it was like a total dud. Like people are all mad because they basically put up some like candy canes and lollipops. Like experience matters. You can sell. They were going to sell these tickets. There's a place around here that just sells Christmas all the time. Just pay money to walk in and look at Christmassy things. There's a people pay money for the experience of what they're doing. And I don't know if cannabis long-term, if people are going to pay money because of all the science behind what they have, they want to pay for the experience they're going to feel. So the companies that are marketing by emotion that are putting, you know, shout out chew and chill, great name. It's the most simplistic thing ever. Uh, I just had some of their, and they're all the way they got chew and chill plus vitamin B chew and chill plus uh, mm -hmm. CBG. It's super simple. Take a bite relax, chew and chill, right? Great name, easy concept, but it's not selling. They sell beautiful flavor profiles with normal ingredients like vitamin, you know, B12 enhancements. And the weed part is 
teeny tiny on the label. Like it's small on the label and they've become a big brand. You're always going to have your weed heads, your stoners mm. who are going to love your turp profiles. But I think the embracement of normalcy and in, in mass market, it has to happen. But how does that exactly? That just seems I fuck it. It just seems like common sense. It doesn't seem like uh like you should be banging down the doors of these cannabis companies telling them that it should, it just well, seems obvious and not because data has shown it's obvious. It seems obvious because it's the same thing that is like in almost every other market of, of almost every other market. A it's the sellout feature. It's the green day vibe. No one wants to think that no one wants to go mainstream per se, because it takes away some of the coolness. And so I think you have that in the OG world. I also think you have people in any business, no one likes to be told that they could do better, right? I like to, I very much uh, have and enjoy like a lean philosophy, you know, this kind of quest for ultimate perfection. I know there's a better way to do it. I appreciate that vibe. It can sting when you like break down post-show, you send me texts and you tell me all the shitty things I did uh, during the show. I do not. Every show. I have never. <laughs> I don't know what we'll get one today. Um, I don't know. I think people fear change and I think people fear change. I think cannabis wants to be cooler than it is for the mass market. Right. I think that's the other part. I think the customers are beginning to, once you go with mainstream, people accept it and they don't have to, you don't have to justify the cannabis, right? Well, beer is not I, selling. Beer is like, there's not a time anymore. Okay. If, okay, how about this? You're at a concert or a venue of some kind and you're trying to get your cannabis on you're trying to get up to the counter and buy it so you can go and use it right like my cannabis on there is no fucking time to be like this cannabis was specially made in this soil with this type of water and it was rubbed on fucking wednesdays and fridays and spoken to in latin on saturdays for a fucking nine months i want to sell the latin i want to sell the latin opera weed opera weed dude i could totally sell they're like no this is this is the lowest quality denominator i don't need to fucking tell it roll out the pre-roll the hell out of here grab it grab that six dollar point three gram disposable of distillate filled goodness and cherry banana pie apple smoothie sundae love it <laughs> like that's what they're doing they're taking you're buying the pre-roll it's got a bunch of words on the container you're just like pop <laughs> roll right everyone's like and then maybe you are like hey this has got an infused pre-roll because we know those are big but no one's like breaking down there are you know well this was in this type of infused extra high pop go <laughs> you are correct the quicker consumable world, we've seen it in everything. Watch your, go to your grocery store, go to your gas station, go to your gas station, everyone. Look at the amount of door space that is given to single serve side cans, including alcohol, that is given to six packs. The single serve world exists and it is legit. Uh, can I get one more rant? I know we got to go. We're almost done. I am tired gas stations. They are trying to single serve us out. There is almost nothing available in gas stations these days, but king size candy bars. It's almost <laughs> impossible to find a standard size candy bar. And they know that. So they've kind of just moved and smushed the price points together. So you just buy Kings. I got to go out of my way every time just to buy a one Snickers with almonds. I got to get that two pack. It's, it's like too small. Actually, say this because uh, I think about this all the time, dude. My girlfriend is she's going to school right now, um, and this came up in conversation of like how you know the 
what junk food does to fucking people's bodies and you know how bad how how the health crisis in america is so bad and what is the right way to go about this do you think like what do you do you think that we should just give them different products to sell or fucking you know like what where's the answer to to this type of shit the single servant shit is it just the it's the nature of a market or the nature of a monopoly and well, how do I think- you you're you're seeing that like I look at if you look at gas station sales, which all are about the single serve sale, right? That's what they specialize in. The single serve uh, candy sections are now predominantly, and it's probably one four foot rack are predominantly king size. And then there's a much much bigger section that is the uh, in theory health bars, and we'll call them in theory health bars because sometimes those protein bars are heavy heavy sure carbohydrates. So the section that used to be lots of single size candy bars is now filled with um, a variety of different quest bars and, you know, crunch bars from that Robert Irvine dude and Gatorade bars and stuff like that. (laughs) You also have seen, once again, you've seen them reflect the health stuff, like the jerky section, which is super overpriced in gas stations, but jerky continues to expand meat snacks. So you're seeing the push uh, more space given to water types, right? Different bottle water types, which come and go with caffeine and electrolytes and things like that. Right now, electrolytes are super hot. Uh, right now, sports drinks with caffeine I or guess hot sauce. The truth is, is where, what what better place for a single serving item than a fucking gas station? <laughs> like, yeah, no, I don't, well, I don't really expect my gas station to now have bagels on in a six pack. And and but even the know, grocery like, stores are seeing that. I most grocery stores now have gone from not just the little register coolers with some few drinks. You can usually find a cold section of a variety of single serve cans, the expanded line of the different coffee, energy drinks and all that. Like they have that out there. Like they're selling to that drink and eat while you shop uh, kind of person. I don't know what he can do, Dustin. Cannabis Uh, is like everything else, bro. They're just consuming it. I was just going to say, I feel like a really bad consumer of our natural resources. I don't think so. But I think there's a lot of judgment. I think it's the other part. Stop shaming yourself, cannabis people. Just smoke it like you got it and have a little fun. <laughs> That's the biggest point, right? Everyone's all got their, you know, soil in now a At bunch. least you can recycle an aluminum can. Can That is a valid point. Well, whatever's inside of it, unless it's weed, is federally legal. So that's okay. We'll see what's going to happen in the future. Thank you, everyone, uh, joining us for a cannabis news that you can use kind of episode. Dustin Kava <laughs> talking a little bit of fun stuff out there. Crossfading what that's like uh give us a subscription got a lot of great interviews and some more fun shows coming up every single wednesday brand new episodes of because cannabis from wayward media on youtube at 4 20 p.m on thursdays with video on spotify and anywhere that you listen to us socially we'll put some links in the comments below you can follow our social media especially the linkedin and facebook uh news articles every single day about what's happening in the industry and the occasional random post uh my name is bc wayman That is Dustin Kava. Thank you guys for Um, joining. See you guys next week.